Hello! Welcome to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. What's going on, sir? No snacks. No How snacks. How's it going? Uh, yeah, going snacks are going well. to movies. Yeah, snacks isn't a... He's still catching up. I think he might have made it through Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. now. Maybe. There we go. I mean, we know we hit the Sandlot this week, so... You know, he's at least as far as, what, 96 or... Whenever I, I mean, I'd be surprised if he made it through Dr. Quinn for Christ's sake at this point in time. So, Ooh, um, Stephanie Seymour. There we go. <laughs> so, um, before we get into it, do you pick up anything since the last time we talked? Uh, this week? No, there'll be some stuff coming. This was all about, uh, this week was all about grading books that I had already purchased. <laughs> mm, we hit that yes. once a year time of, um, the stack finally got big enough that I had to make it over to the hall and go see Manoli and... Send in a bunch of stuff. So that was the big spend for this week. How about you? Um, I uh, I did some wheeling and dealing, and I was able to. Um, I'm trying to slowly put back the books I had from back when I was a kid. So I got my uh, my Wolverine number one, my first solo series, Chris Claremont Wolverine. Nice. Um, I love all the Claremont books. So it's just one I've been been trying to get back for a while and eyeballing. And so I have like a top five hit list of stuff I need to get back, and that was on there. And I just had an opportunity to snag one. Um, with doing, you know, a little, a little trade. So I did it. Very cool. Out with plastic in with paper. <laughs> hey, trade those plastic guys for an appreciable asset. I am all about that. Yes. Goodbye Funkos. All about that. So yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty much it. Um, been trying to, you know, just like you, I got, I got vacation, summer vacation coming up. You got vacation coming up. So trying to, you know, keep it. Oh, we did go to a concert the other night. That was kind of fun. Yeah, we did do that on Saturday. Now, why don't you talk about that one? Yeah, we uh, so we went down to big casino in Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, or one of the big casinos, and um, we saw ticket uh, concert. We bought tickets for three years ago. Uh, just about three years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we it was um, it was uh, the uh, freshman in high school tour, as I call it. So it was uh, uh, the bare naked ladies, Toad the Wet Sprocket, and the Gin Blossom. So. It was the nineties on ice, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. And yeah, it was a good show though. It was essentially a greatest hit show until Bare Naked Ladies came on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, we got this album that you never heard of. So we're gonna sing all those songs. They, you know, it would have been a greatest hits tour start to finish if only the concert had happened when it was supposed to. But alas, yeah, exactly. they had enough time stuck in Canada to crank out one more album. Sure. But even though yeah, I didn't know the album. songs, they were entertaining. So no, yeah, no, they they were a lot of fun. So yeah, a bunch of nerds, bunch of these guys are a bunch of hams. So it's I think we brought down it's the average age good. in that place. I mean, we did. I mean, I that was a grass. Like, oh, I'm like young young pup over here. This is nice. Oh my god, yeah. It's we saw people that were much older than us bring their kids, asking for advice as to yeah. what their parents should buy them at the merch stand. It was interesting. It was, it was just, a, yeah. You was could a, tell because like when uh. Allison Road, the gym bosses are playing Allison Road. You saw a bunch of people trying to fumble, figure out how to record videos on their phones. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then you, you factor in the casino part of it where so many of those tickets yeah. are comped where it's like, okay, these aren't even yeah. like our parents. These are like our grandparents that are hanging down there. They stop playing the they slots for a half hour. Or tickets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The buffet's closed. They gave them concert tickets. <laughs> oh, it was too funny, but it was a good show. So yeah. No, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was nice to... Always nice to get out, so don't do it enough. No. So let's see what else happened. So um, something we talk about on here quite a bit, as everyone knows, is um, our buddy Kevin. So the trailer, the official trailer finally dropped for Quirks 3. 
So what was your initial reaction? Now, as somebody, full disclosure, DJ and I have both been able to see the movie early at screenings, yes. but not in its finished form. It's probably the best way of putting it. Ninety, Like 99.3% finished form. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the trailer finished form, when you combine the two pretty much. So it's like, um, I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, the trailer makes it look very much like a Quirks movie. Um, that's, I mean, it looks, you know, people seem to be excited for it. I mean, obviously if you're into, you know, the Kevin stuff, Randall and Dante are kind of the, uh, the lichpin. So it's always nice to have them back, you know, play through toys again kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. And it's, it's not trying to be anything that it can't be. I mean, it's playing towards the core audience, right? It's hitting all the high yeah. points. Um, and I thought the trailer did an excellent but job of showing that. It was a good, tr- yeah, it was a good trailer. Yeah, this thing is not made to bring in new folk. This is. <laughs> no, like you said, there's a three at you the know. end of it for a reason, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, uh, but um, it looks, you know, it was, it was, it was a well-made trailer. Um, it's it's hard. It's weird. I've never seen a trailer for a movie after I've already seen the movie like that. Yeah, it was interesting. There was a few little things um, just from pickups and things like that that they recorded late that were surprises there. Um, yeah. Or I, I had at least, I may have heard, but I hadn't seen. So that was kind of cool. But no, they framed yeah. it in, having gone in and watched it and now seeing how they packaged the trailer, they framed it in a perfect way. I was really, really impressed. With how they pulled that off. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So that, that should be, um, good. So that's coming out in September. He's, um, he's doing, I, like, I'm surprised, like Lionsgate said they wanted to do a wide release, but I guess the theaters are so cramped because they're, you know, making up for lost time that they decided to do the Fathom Nights and then he's going to take it on tour. He does, he's done the last few movies. Well, and part of it, he was talking about it a little bit where, um, it's essentially the goal is to make the money back for Lionsgate, right? So yeah, if they go out and do a full blown marketing campaign here and bring it into theaters and try to open it wide, now you went from X dollars to Y dollars. You're basically doubling. Yeah, like nine to eighteen or whatever. You know, right? So now you have to get that larger crowd in there. Where the way it is now, he knows he has a formula from reboot. Do a couple of fathom events, yeah. take it on tour, and he'll have them paid back by month. Well, the tour rolls the same kind of schedule they had the last time, sometime early February. And they'll be done. Yeah, probably. So. I mean, you got to think this might have been cheaper to make than Reboot, too, because you didn't have, like, you know, you weren't flying around in New Orleans. You weren't doing the big giant crowds, the million extras, all the, you know, building sets and stuff. Yeah. No, I'll be curious. I mean, it's I just basically just popping in the store. I haven't heard a uh, budget for this one, but yeah. No, I mean, it's slick. They did a great job with the cinematography. It's going to be, I'm very curious yeah. to go see this with other people that haven't seen it yet and just see the reactions. I think, uh, I think yeah, people are going to be, be nice pleasantly to surprised. Talk to our crew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause exactly. Obviously, like, you know, we, we've signed NDAs and stuff. We can't talk about it in length or anything like that. So we can't do, you know, reaction videos or nothing like that. So no. unfortunately we, uh, we can't say anything else about it, but mm-hmm. we'll talk no, to you in September. Good trailer. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going probably, you're going to go to 40 of these like you did reboot or. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, I think we have five on the docket. For the first half. So we'll see what the second, we'll see what the second half brings and how the schedule shakes out. Yeah. I, um, I did one. We'll hit the, because I have a lot of other stuff coming up. So yeah, I'll hit the, uh, the East coast stuff hard 
And it's really convenient. I mean, we have a bunch of shows that are within driving distance in the first week. I mean, if yeah. you go, you got the Jersey show. If we want to drive, what, an hour and 45, two hours north, you could hit Portland really easy. Providence yep. is at the end of that week. The only one that's yep. kind of uh, squishy there is Philadelphia. I don't see myself yeah, popping down there to then go to Providence. Um, but right now, Providence is on the schedule. I'll hit up New York, probably couple that with a day in the office down there, and then yeah. hang out for the show Friday night. That makes sense. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I mean, I was thinking about, I should go to the Jersey one because everyone's, all of our, you know, our crew, we'll call it, is going. But... I got my kid's 21st birthday party in October. I'm going down to Florida to pick her up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I got big trips coming up after that. It's just, it's just, it's just bad timing. So I'll go to one show for now. If they come to Boston, I might go see it again. I'll probably pop into one of the Fathom events. My guess is you're going to see Boston. Who knows? Um, it wouldn't yeah. shock me if you saw Hartford again. That would yeah. totally make I sense. I drive to Hartford. Um, that was, it was actually a really oh, nice theater. That was only an hour and change yeah. away. Yeah. Like, that one wasn't you bad. You go to New Haven too first. That one, Hartford wasn't bad. That was an easy ride. Anything, so, anything for pizza. <laughs> so we'll see. We should have, um, what, we're a week and a half away from San Diego Comic Con. So. Yes. We'll get yes, the rest right. of the I dates then. Coming up. Yep. Yeah. We, we are fully in was, con season. Uh, yeah, we, we got some big ones around here too that are coming up that I'm kind of like, the fact that I can't hit them all with like giant wads of money for signatures mm. is killing me. It's the creator list is, we were talking about this a little offline earlier. The creator yeah. list this year is crazy. It's just big oh, name after run. big name after big name. Fan Expo Boston is just blowing it out this year. Um, did I you know. see they just I mean, added I mean, Jeff Loeb? Yeah, I saw that. On top of Miller and Casada, and it's like, and Triff has got uh, Jaramita Jr. and Casada may be enough Starling. to pull me in. I mean, you know how. Yeah. Excited, Isaac, when I see Joe on the list. I mean, McGinnis got added. Yeah, I know, I know. Donnie Cates is coming. Yeah, Stegman's coming. It still kills me that yep. I'm so happy for him that Stegman blew up the way that he did. Because it wasn't that long ago that Stegman did essentially a drink and draw for the hall. We were over at Owens. I got a sketch cover from him as we were having appetizers and beers, for God's sakes. Um, yeah. So now it's uh, yeah. Frank Cho's coming. Yeah, there's a lot of big ones. Yep. A lot of big ones. The artist thing is blowing up right now for some of these guys. Like the art market right now is just insane. Insane. Yeah. It's, I'm surprised with the way it's going that, um, they're not bringing Jimmy and Amanda back this year. They're not hitting any of the ones around here and they're back on. They're definitely back on the con circuit. I know they're going to be in San Diego. They're done. I think they did Megacon, a few other big ones. But yeah, they were a megacon. You're seeing people that's crazy drop like Adam Hughes dropped from San Diego just this afternoon. I saw it um, because of the number of people that they're catching that they're friends of theirs that are doing other cons that are all ending up at home with COVID. It's it loosened up oh. a little too much for their comfort level. So gotcha. They decided to uh, tap on San Diego this year and hopefully next year. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice. So, so since we're talking comics, a uh, big, big item of the last uh, couple of days was uh, the latest MCU movie hit theaters. So I, I just realized I can't talk. Do I sound funny? Like I'm all 
God, I'm, like my allergies been killing me. No, nah, anyway, it's, it's brutal up here. I don't know what the heck it is, yeah. and whatever storm just rolled in, like Harley sounded yeah. like you at dinner. All of a sudden, the coughing okay. and the hacking sounded. I don't know what it is right now, but yeah, no, no stupid it's, it's not nature. Fine. So dumb nature. <laughs> yes. Sitting up here, living in the middle of the woods. Um, mm. So yeah, this is a. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this. This is, might have been the. Uh, Best Guns N' Roses concert I've seen this year, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so Thor: Love and Thunder came out. Uh, Thor is the first. I think he's the first like st- standalone character to get four movies. Oh, um, because Batman did, but it was all different Batman. Yeah, is Batman. Thor's the first one. Um, Superman, but, like, but the same but thing. No, Superman's had different Superman. Yeah. So Hemsworth is the first guy to get four four movies. Same with Spidey. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of another one that none of them have. Blade all, went three. Cap three. Cap yeah. went three. Yeah. Yeah. We don't give uh, Downey Jr. like half credit for Civil War, huh? No, we don't know because it's <laughs> Captain America. And they, everyone was in it. <laughs> That's everyone probably the closest it. you come. Yeah. Yeah. So big congratulations to uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Marvel's Iron Man. And Lord knows. Not like Iron, not like Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man, like Cal Ripken. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows the boy is signed up for as many as they want to do, too. I mean, he's, he I guess, loves yeah. playing this character. So he's so fucking good at it, too. I yeah. love Thor. So um, we saw it in different ways. So I went with a good friend of ours, Klepsi uh, X, um, to showcase cinemas out in Dedham at Legacy Place, and um, went to the. Uh, we were invited. It was very nice of them. Invited us out, uh, comped us out for the day. And we went out and we did the. Uh, they called it the Thor Goat Marathon. Mm. Gave us T-shirts with the two goats on it and everything, and there was like a crane machine full of stuffed hammers and all kinds of stuff and chuffa and lanyards and everything was kind of cool. Um, and you just went and saw the one movie. Yes. I just went and saw the one movie. I I was following along with all my friends that went to these marathons. You doing it on the East coast. Cat is doing it out on the West coast. Yeah. I mean, you're like, I had a day to burn at work. So for me, you know, I haven't done it in a while. You don't, you know, I know you're probably not the marathon guy. I t- I was uh I was watching the clock for you though, you know I was rooting you on oh, for your break it. when the Dark World came on and stuff, you know. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was funny like when that when Dark World was on, all you just see is like the theater got like forty five percent brighter because everyone started playing like you know Candy Crush on their phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's a tough one, right? So I don't I don't know if I've ever gone back and watched that a second time. I dislike the Dark World so much in the theater that it's probably the fourth time I've seen it. Really? Um, I mean, at least it has like a couple of like good comedic moments. Like, you know, obviously like Kat Denning is a really good supporting character in that. Stelvig's really good in it. Um, it has the worst bad guy in all the MCU movies. Uh, Malik is horrible. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But the whole thing that was that was one of those things where it's like, hey, uh, sh- take this, uh, take an Infinity Stone, and just shoehorn it into some old Jack Kirby story from the early '70s. That makes no sense. No, it's That's um, all it was. no. But now you got you're back here. You got Taika 
running the ship yes. again. And this was clear. I mean, if you didn't know who directed it, you would have guessed who directed it. It's clearly a type. Oh movie. yeah, no question. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, you know, we're gonna talk about some stuff. So, if you haven't seen the movie, you're gonna learn some stuff you might not want to know. So, spoiler yeah, warning. Spoilers. Run away. Go hide. Yep. So the the basis for this movie comes off the 2014 reboot of the Thor comics, mm-hmm. in which there's a new f- female Thor. So the storyline is is um, Natalie Portman's character Jane Foster um, gets cancer. In the books, is breast cancer. In the movies, they don't really say what it is. It's just that it's stage four and terminal. Yeah, they just leave it as cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, she tries to use Mjolnir to heal herself. So she's hoping that the Thor power can heal her. And it just has the opposite effect. It just drains her quicker. Yeah, it's um, it was an interesting little twist, right? So the hammer's trying to cure her but by in trying to cure her it's removing all poisons and toxins from her body which in essence pulls all of the chemo <laughs> out of her system yeah thereby yeah. killing her faster yeah yeah it's weird it was, um it was a cool little twist it worked it was and it was it was a weird pull for a movie because i was like oh, okay they're gonna do this and they're not gonna do any of that stuff because they're gonna try to stretch this out for as long as they can and no they went right into it which I was a little surprised about. I didn't think you'd bring her back and not do have like a three movie arc planned, you know? Yeah, I think um, if they follow the comics, I think you're going to see her again. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think you've seen the last of her, which we'll talk about yeah. a little bit later when we get to cutscenes and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, so like you said, it's it's definitely a Taika movie. Um, so right off the bat, is it the best? superior movie you ever going to see in your life? No, of course not. Was it just a big ball of fun? Yes. Yeah. It's with it any last with any type of movie. I mean, there's a lot of parts. Like I adored the first third, I guess maybe the first quarter. Yep. Um, adored the last quarter. Cause when Taika goes, Taika goes and yes, it's just one thing after another, like laugh out loud. He's hitting all the beats. The music mm-hmm. is playing perfect. Where he's, and I won't yeah. even say he struggles, but where where it gets a little kludgy for me is he tends to drag out that middle just a little bit too long. Yeah, he's stretching the tap. Yeah. Where if you tighten, if you tightened up the middle by fifteen minutes, and it wasn't an overly long movie, it's just that. No, I think it was like a section. buck fifty, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just. It under wasn't two. even two hours. No, so it was just that middle section seemed, and it's not to say that I didn't like it. It's it just went on a hair long for me. But it, it's more yeah. than made up for how hard he hits it in the beginning and the end. I mean, he does comedy mm-hmm. with this character and with any of these Marvel characters better than anyone we've seen. It's yeah. So let's go into the like since you brought up the funny stuff. So there is some. There were times this movie I was laughing my ass off. Mm-hmm. So number one is they brought back they brought back Tyka's MCU character. They brought back Korg, who I fucking adore. The character Korg. I love him. He was awesome. Um, and he's like, you know, he's like your narrator kind of for the whole overarc of the story. And it's, I mean, just, I, he just makes everything better. I don't know why. It's just, it's the voice and everything. And he's just like, he's this gigantic, like scary looking rock thing. And he's just, he's so like naive and just has no idea what the fuck's going on. And 
So that was awesome. Um, you had to love his mate's name at the end too. Yes. Yes. Like what the fuck? It was it was, was like, perfect. It actually made Harley and I roll. We won't ruin anything for you. Yeah. But I mean, he just no. I was I nailed I, it. I laughed out loud on that part. Yeah. One word. Completely nailed it. Yeah. One word, and it yep. makes you just cry. And I was I was I was dead. So um so yeah so so Corgan that's awesome. Um, Meek's back, even though Meek doesn't talk, but just the fact that they have Meek, this like slug with knife hands, like in a pantsuit, like running city council meetings in New Asgard was like, what the fuck? I'm writing on a whiteboard. Like what the fuck? Well, and it's I, not I, him it, making like any kind of an alien sound. It's literally the dry erase marker on the board. Squeaking. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah. Quiet down. Yes. Exactly. It's hilarious. Um, you had the two goats. What is it? Was it, uh, t- not, uh, Nar and Masher or something like that. Yeah, they threw the names out there, but I mean, I, I honestly, I would have had to go back and look up the names to try to figure out who the hell they were. Yeah. Um. So basically, at some point in time in the movie, yeah. So the movie starts off and Thor's still with the Guardians of the Galaxy from the end of uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. So they go and they save this civilization, and um, as a reward, they hand them these two like special needs goats, basically. <laughs> I immediately thought it's of your just, dogs. And they make the most god awful noise. Yes, it was my. It's my dog solo as a goat. I could the just picture you yelling at the dogs. Off. <laughs> but the noise is hilarious. So this all comes over. They have this nice little recurring thing that it's Korg telling tales of the space Viking, and it's just tales yes. of Thor as he's going through. It's like an oral history, like you're telling stories to kids. Um, so you get the Thor training montage at the beginning of this whole thing as he's getting back into shape shirtless Thor with the gut hanging out and the trucker hat on and the whole thing. Yeah. They do this wonderful job setting all the main Thor sections to guns of Rosa songs. It's like yes. every single one. And it's not like they were going deep cuts. We're trying to save some money here. It's like, we're just going to use the top four gun songs and send us a bill. We're good. As long as you're fine with it. No, they, they went for it with the music. So, and he does, he did, um, as you go through it's first act, third act kind of marry each other, right? It's, you have your action sequences and your big upbeat music numbers and all of that. A lot more comedy in the first and third acts. It's really when they're fleshing out that, it becomes more of a love story slash drama in the middle. And it's not, I use drama very, very loosely here. So it's not, we're not talking. um, It's a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, you get a little heavy with when Thor finds out about the cancer diagnosis and things like that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, all in all. Yeah. I mean, it it plays, it plays like a Catherine Heigl movie at some point in time. Points in time, a except bit. that the it's like, but like, so now Portman's like the ex girlfriend, and the current girlfriend's the fucking hammer, and it's hilarious. Actually, humanizing the hammer, and ha- oh my having, god, having well, and I like the jealous Stormbreaker. Yeah, so yeah. You have Stormbreaker acting up as Thor's openly pining for the hammer, like oh moved on pretty quick kind of thing. It was, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, um, it, the fact he actually created 
Taika created two other characters for Thor to play off of, which just adds to the comedic element of it. I like how they tweaked it. They definitely tweaked it for the movies from the books as to why Jane is called to the hammer, which I thought that's perfect. Yes. You didn't need anything more than that one throwaway and, oh, the hammer's trying to protect her. The hammer knows. It was cute too, because it was almost like an accident. Mm-hmm. He's like he's on the couch watching TV with the hammer. He's like, "Take care of Jane, hammer." And like the symbol lights up, like when Odin, yeah, puts the uh, you know, like the curse on it, basically. Yeah, that was yep. that was that was well done. I like that. It was a nice touch. So, so you have this like, so you know, everyone who's you know who who you think would be back is back. You know, Valkyrie's back and Korg, like we said, Meek and um, Matt Damon's back. You know, and they you know uh, Sam Neil, the Asgard Theater Company is back. You get Sam Neill, you get Helmsworth's brother. The older brother is back playing Thor. Yep. It's Yep. Your ideal. your buddy Melissa McCarthy's in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing. Heather leaned over to me. She's like, is that? I'm like, uh-huh. They got her in the green body suit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Melissa McCarthy plays Hella in the Asgard Theater Company. Um. <laughs> the nice thing is you get Damon's not the throwaway either. He pops back up. You see him a couple yeah. times in there. Yeah. He's a full-blown MCU character now. Yeah. Take that, Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have this like, so you have this like serious thread throughout this very um, lighthearted, colorful, funny, you know, kind of romantic comedy movie. And then at the same time, they give you uh, probably the scariest MCU villain we've had yet outside of Thanos. It's... <sighs> Yeah, the rest of them were very much comic booky, for lack of a better word. Like they didn't really seem. It looked yeah. like something you pulled right from the pages. Where yeah, it's kind of over the top, but there's no real stakes, kind of a thing. Yes. No. So Christian Bale plays a, a, a newer bad guy called Gore the God Butcher, who came around around I think same time, like 2015, 16, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the thing with Gore the God Butcher is, is I, uh, you know, it's not just a, cl- a clever name. He he kills gods, and he has like a special sword and all that kind of stuff. But he is um he's terrifying in this movie. He's got you know the pale skin, the scars, the contacts. Um, and you know it's Christian Bale, so of course you know he you know he's not half assing anything. That guy, yeah, he's, he's chewing nuts. scenery. Yeah. Oh my god, it was. But there was some, like, especially like you know, there's a lot of. Without giving too much of it away, um, you know, they do some cool cinematography stuff with like some black and whites and things like that from different planets and et cetera. And, um, man, he just. Yeah, we moved to the Shadow and white, Realm. He is and fucking. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're scary. in clerks. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah. <laughs> you have a whole but section. Fuck, he's, he's creepy, man. They, uh, they he's did creepy. And then. Tweak the story from the books where I yes. believe in the books, his son is the one, his youngest son is the one that was still alive. That's the one yeah. he mourns where they tweaked it. So it's a daughter in this one, which in a wonderful yep. bit of casting, they have Chris Helmsworth's daughter playing a yeah. little girl, which is, oh my God, chef's kiss. It was yes, perfect. Yes, exactly. It was perfect. Yeah. And um, you'll see why it works so well when you go to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so, and the other thing, like, you know, I was, I read some stories that cracked me up. So I guess he would, you know, obviously he'd never take the makeup off around set. So I guess all the kids in the movie were fucking terrified of this guy. He just walk around like full blown as Gore, the God butcher. Like there's no, you know, 
hi, I'm Christian, you know, when they're in line for, you know, turkey sandwiches and stuff like that, he's like probably dragged the sword behind him and shit, and, like clanking on pipes and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it was, now, um, unsettling. He, that's the exact word. He was unsettling. Like the slight cock of the head, just the, yeah. the body, the motions and the mannerisms that he was using as he was going through it's bail was in full bail here. He crushed it. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, it was kind of reminded me of like the machinist or something because he's not like, he's pretty lanky in this, like core the God butcher in the books, you know, it's comic book. He's a big dude or whatever. But, and most of the time they put these guys on like the Marvel diet for this stuff. But I guess, you know, he showed up day one and looked at what the shape Helmsworth came in. And I was like, I ain't fucking doing that. Forget it. Yeah. Going I, think the other I saw way. an I'm interview. Like, he's like, I, I can't compete with that. He's like, he's like I'm I, not going to fucking try to do that. How do I outbuff that? <laughs> There's no, yeah, because no matter what you do, you can't get bigger than him. So, yeah. So everybody's they, seen um, the commercial by now. You see how good Helmsworth looks when he. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> you Christ. You flick too hard. Yeah. So so we got our first uh, our first nude Avenger scene in this movie too. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get too excited, girls. You're not going to see much there. But good lord, this but, man was chiseled out of granite. It was insane. Man's ass could crack a vibranium walnut. Man, holy shit. Good he Lord. is fucking jacked in this movie. Which made for a the bad nice- The was a nice touch. Nice contrast to overweight Zeus. God bless Russell yeah. Crowe. He went, he went the other way. Oh, but he went full ham. He was hilarious in this movie. The like, skirt and the twirl and the curtsy and shit. I'm guessing it's a- uh, Yeah, no, he was basically a fairy. Um, I'm guessing that was <laughs> sort of an Italian accent. I'm not sure. I, I'm going to go I, with I it. Yes. It worked. Like, hey, don't be Australian. Yeah. Something besides Australian. That's it. It worked. It worked. Yeah. So Girls you, fawning all over him. <laughs> yeah. So you get Zeus, you get, you do get some, um, you know, anyone who's into any kind of mythology, no matter what, um, religion or, you know, uh, geographical location, you know, anything about, you get like a who's who of God cameos and DD cameos in this. From oh, the like an- other, you know, fairy tales and fantasies and religions and Hinduism and uh, Roman and it's awesome. Honestly, I picked up a handful as I was watching. Yeah. But the scene in the Temple of the Gods is there's so much going on that that'll take a few yeah. watchings for me to be able to pick up on all the oh, little yeah, nuance no, I'm sure there. I, I miss them too. And there's probably stuff in there that isn't even, I'm sure like they hid, God knows what they hid in there. Oh, I'm sure. There's, that scene is chock full. You go to the IMDb. Yeah. It goes on for page after page after page of just different God names. Like it, none yeah. of them were an accident. He knew exactly. No, where I love the, uh, that scene. Yeah. I love the core God, by the way, the rock God. <laughs> was that nice was just, touch. I don't know. just that whole, that whole race cracks me up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you, you get this, you get this cool story. Um, and, and like I said, they, they do it well. Uh, so I don't know you like, so I think we talked a little bit offline is that the thing with this movie is like I said, it's not the best. It was just fun, but I was really burnt on the MCU stuff. I mean, Dr. Strange was okay, but I watched Dr. Strange for the cameos. I wanted to see who was going to pop up. I thought Black Widow sucked. I thought Captain Marvel sucked. I'm not looking forward to any of the stuff they got coming out. Really, Black Panther 2, I think is going to be a mess because of the circumstances. So it was just nice to have something different where it wasn't like insert hero, MacGuffin, get to the next phase. This kind of had like a different flow than the other movies, kind of like Ragnarok did, where it's like, yeah, it's all happening, but it's off on its own thing, you know? Yeah, it's kind of its own standalone thing. Um, 
I definitely wasn't as hard on the two girl movies as you were. Uh, I like, didn't love Captain Marvel, although it'll always be redeemed by the Stan cameo for me. Um, of course. Black, Black Widow, Widow was just. I think a if Black Widow had came out, ripoff. yeah, I think if Black Widow had come out when it was supposed to come out, you know, like two and a half years prior, I think your opinion yeah. might have been different on it. Possibly, it's possibly. Um, but, but again, it was just it was a very generic super like a generic Marvel movie. This one just I don't know. It's like it was nice to have something with a different tone to it because they they've all been pretty cookie cutter. This that's why yeah. the TV shows have been so nice. And this one plays, I mean, to a certain extent, this, I mean, it's not rocket science here. It plays to what you want it to see. Right down to Heimdall's kid's name being, no, I'm calling, my name's Axel now. Because he's a Guns N' Roses fan. (laughs) Which has, like, I mean, it's like, here, here's everything you liked from your childhood. (laughs) Go. You know? It's, they played it off nicely. Um, I love the idea of them turning... New Asgard into a tourist destination now. That was have, pretty funny, yeah. We have rides and this cruise ship's pulled out. I mean, they've built docks. Yep. It's basically the yep. Bahamas with Asgardians. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, this thing was so kind of off on its own where they don't mention they don't mention any of the other Avengers really. They don't mention there's one quick mention of Loki, but to the point where you could even say like at one point in time, I'm like, it would not surprise me if like three movies down the road, you find out everything in this movie was like a multiverse because it just so doesn't connect to anything else. They don't mention could. almost anything else that happened. It could. I, As I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, Marvel, Captain Marvel and Black Widow and even this to a uh, Doctor Strange to a certain extent, think back yeah. to some of your foundational ones. Like I loved Iron Man, wasn't a huge fan of the first Captain America. The first Thor was, it was okay, okay. Yeah. but it tends yeah. to be once you get further into that phase that you start to get the ones you really enjoyed. Iron yeah. Man was the one Winter exception because exactly Winter Soldier. I loved Civil War, things like that, where you got to get through some of these foundational pieces to set, kind of set the stage. Um, I yeah. Doctor Strange, I enjoyed chunks of it. It's it was almost like Sam Raimi doing Sam Raimi parody. Like he's playing his yeah. greatest hits, which isn't a bad thing if you like Raimi. And there's parts of it. There's I lo- Bruce and his hands doing weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like Cumberbiatch, but, um, you know, it's, they needed to do that to set up everything that's coming next. Right. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where we're going from here. I don't know. Yeah. Black, well, I think that it, Panther could be, well, like, Jesus, I have no idea. It's, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. Like you just said, you know, they, they do everything they did in Doctor Strange to set up stuff going forward. This one didn't have that burden. It was just kind of like, hey, we're just going to do our Thor thing, our kooky no, this, god thing, and yeah, it's going to be what is. It's going to be what it is. This was more where, as much as Ragnarok was to show you where Hulk ended up after Ultron, yeah, this was mm-hmm. to show you where Thor ended up. Okay, where did this character go after everything that went down with yeah. Thanos? We saw him get on the yeah. ship, saw him go away. So what's he yeah. been doing? And it what yeah, and it was cool to have all I mean, granted, it's not like a big chunk of the movie, but you do you get all the Guardians of the Galaxy back. Mm-hmm. Um and the the the, the, the all the scenes with them it's the whole whole beginning of the movie I was I was almost in tears, I was laughing so hard. It was very much exactly how I wanted it to be, and it sets a good tone for the movie. It's that larger than life Thor. Yeah, it worked well. 
It worked yeah, incredibly well. It does. It's to yeah. see <laughs> Thor started meditating. He turned into this like Eastern guru, right? Uh, all the way down to man. Bun. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's completely bull in a China shop. And Thor is there just to save the day, break glass in case of emergency and bring Thor into the battle. Which, yep. And all he does is just, just lightning bolt, everything destroyed. <laughs> all set to Guns N' Roses music. Did they kick all it set off? to Guns N' Roses music, yeah. Was that all? Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah. Yeah. It's the so, Sweet Child of Mine is perfect when that drops. Like, yep. November absolutely Rain was a good perfect. Drop. November Rain was ideal. That's Heather's favorite that was excellent. gun song. When that thing kicked in, okay. she's like, oh, no shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and they're yeah, not giving you all eight and a half money. minutes. <laughs> they're just, <laughs> no. No, no, no. You get slashed well, in the do, desert. I don't think there's, <laughs> but you get, yeah, because there's no lyrics in any of the songs. It's all just, right? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I know November Rain is just the music at the end. I mean, yeah. if you're following along at home to the uh, the video here, it's the cameras going through the dusty desert out to the chapel to see shirtless yeah. slash walk out and then yep. go from there. And you get a whole battle scene set to that, which is awesome. Yeah. No, it was dope. They so really nice like, I don't want to give the, I don't Yeah. I don't want to give the third act away and stuff like that. Cause no. it was, they, they did some, they did some cute stuff and there was some, some stuff I didn't even expect. But so like I said, we've already said it's a lot of fun. It's obviously got a great soundtrack. Um, it's very, um, colorful, like to the point where they even, they even changed Thor's armor to blue from black. So he pops, you know, it's, it's just, it was, it was just nice to be different basically. It's yeah, it's, it'll be fun. It's, it, that's the best word I can use to describe it. The whole experience was yeah. fun. Just, the, it's this little series of <laughs> these little jealousy jokes and one-upsmanship with now Jane being Thor. So it's. He sees mm-hmm. Jane in armor that looks like his old armor. So it's almost like he yep. has to one up her. Where oh, check this he out. He gets his shiny, bright uh, <laughs> we got I mean, blues I love that and golds anyway, and red. So. It's it was gorgeous. But yeah. Yep. Everything was yep. everything was a little bit of a Thor trying to top. <laughs> All yes, while yes, pining yeah, for what he was, had before. Exactly. And but and also credit to Natalie Porton because I mean I've always adored her anyway, going back to like the professional when I was a kid. So like mm. a year older than me. So it was always like, you know, you grow up with all that stuff. You like Natalie Portman, but uh, she looked awesome in this movie. Like she, you know, she put on a, like some weight and she got in Marvel shape. And I mean, she looked with the blonde hair. She was, she looked dope in this. Her movie. arms. She was ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely no, it was, ripped. uh, yeah. I was like, whew, yeah. And yeah. No, a, it's, uh, it's weird. A cigarette after this. We've been watching her forever. Like forever in yeah. a day. I remember the first time I saw her was probably Beautiful Girls. And it's a okay. weird. He was the professional. Um, and it's Timothy Hutton. To tell you how old this thing was, Timothy Hutton was like the male lead of this thing. Oh, Jesus. Him coming home. I forget the general premise if he lost his job or whatever the heck it is. And Natalie Portman is the girl living next door to his old family house. But it's like Uma Thurman okay. and Matt Dillon and. Michael Rappaport. That's right. But she yeah, was right. the little girl and it it was always weird, but she's just chewing scenery. Like she's holding her own with all these seasoned actors. Rosie O'Donnell oh. was in it. Yeah. Um Yeah. But no, she was like the twelve year old girl amazing. next door. Who the um Quentin's old girl, Mira Servino. 
like at her yeah. peak. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably yep. mid nineties, 95, 96. Yeah. Bef- something before Romy pre Romy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. No, she's, I mean, she's, she's awesome. Like she's extremely good. I mean, she's just one of those people that like, she's super talented. She's super smart. You know, she's the whole package. So it was, um, it was cool. I mean, it was, they say it was just, it was just a good movie. Well, I, like, so if you had to give it a score, what are you thinking out of 10? I'm sticking with where I was. I, uh, when I first text DJ after the movie, I gave three different scores. Um, I give the movie <laughs> itself somewhere between a seven and an eight. I could go either way there. We'll call it an eight here. Okay. Um, the soundtrack, yep. I think I gave an 11 out of 10. And yep. the, the first post credit scene, I gave a 20 out of 10. The thing just broke yeah. my head. So, yep. So we're going, Um. so I also gave it about an eight. Um. It was definitely, it's in the upper half of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you liked Ragnarok, it's right there with Ragnarok. Yeah, you're going to love it. It's the same, it's, it's the same type of it's, movie, but it's completely different. And for anybody that may not have liked Ragnarok, my wife was not a huge fan. We even watched Ragnarok the night before. Just I'm trying to prime the yep. pump and get her to go to the movie with my daughter and I. And she, yeah, it was okay. Heather loved this movie. So yeah. the humor in one and acts one and three, the love story that kind of goes through the whole thing. And the fact that you're seeing Helmsworth even more so than in any of the other MCU movies, you're seeing Helms with channel what you saw in the lady Ghostbusters movie, like playing yeah. that comedic yep. romantic lead. And he crushes that spot. I mean, he was made for that thing. Yeah. So no, it's yeah. uh, so even if you good. didn't love Ragnarok, I think you'll enjoy this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth a theater visit. Definitely worth it to go see. It's just, it's, you know, it's fun. Go ahead, you know, have a cocktail, grab a big thing of popcorn, and just stuff it down your throat while you watch. Mm-hmm. Watch how much with play with his hammer. Um, there you go. So you you brought up the uh, that the post credit scenes were a twenty out of ten. So um, let's go with the second scene first. So the second scene, um, actually, I don't know if I want to say, talk about the second scene because it does kind of spoil a big chunk of the movie, right? Yeah, I don't know if we want to. So if if you yeah, we can talk about that, if you go see it the first one and anybody that one, doesn't want to yeah. know anything, just cut it off now. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, appreciate all that stuff. Follow, like, but, subscribe, yada, 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 buy a t-shirt. Yeah, um, the, the second one, it does, because I think that there's not a lot, there's not action in it, but I think it sets up things that are going to be coming It's very next. prevalent. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and honestly, it was, um, it was just really, it was, even if it doesn't bring anything else about it, it was very nice closure for two of the better characters in the MCU, I think. At least, at the very least, two of the better actors you've had. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, dabble. I, it contains probably who I think is the best actor that's appeared in the MCU. I love that person. Um, yeah, uh, and it's both of them, really. It's it's maybe one in three. Yeah, no, just in terms of pure acting, which it always blows my mind that they got this person to play. I'm not saying it's a bit role, but a smaller role. In the larger yeah, that they did, not but what you'd it expect. works. Yeah, it works. It was he, it was awesome. Yeah. So so the first post credit <laughs> scene. So and this, I don't know how this got kept quiet because normally all this shit you find out about way ahead of time. But obviously, so Zeus is in the movie. We you know we talked about that. You know, all the gods are in the movie. So the first post credit scene again. This is your last chance. Um, Three, if anyone didn't two, know, Marvel one. has their own one. Boom. 
Marvel has their own version of the mythical character Hercules, mm-hmm. um, who in the comics, him and Thor have kicked each other in the shins many a times. They've gotten into it multiple all over the place. I mean, he's been so he's you got Avenger. Was he a West Coast Avenger at one point? Oh yeah, yep, oh, sure yeah. was, sure was. Um, he's been around since like back in the day too. I think it was Amazing Fantasy number four. I think he's his first appearance. Yeah, he's like, been he's a, right after Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, Stan was just pulling mythical characters out and putting a trademark on them. So <laughs> mm, there you go. Um, anyway, so so her, and and obviously in. Uh, Honestly, the Hercules from Marvel is awesome. Anyway, it's a, it's a very nice version of the character. But so I kind of figured, you know, at least I was hoping you'd get Hercules because it just it just made too much sense. I was hoping for Hercules or Beta Ray Bill. We got Hercules. There was rumors um, about the, the Hercules. Surprise. Yeah, but yeah. please go ahead. But, and you, but you, but the thing was, is who the who they got to play Hercules blew my fucking mind i'm sure you had the uh 10 foot erection with the cheeseburger it, on top oh too. my good god it it was absolutely perfect and completely unexpected all at the same time i never in a million years would have pulled this name for who they got to play hercules but when you sit back but, and think about what's coming next and those two playing off each other it's perfection oh my god and and, and and kudos to fucking him because like you went from you know basically just being a fucking scriptwriter to winning a fucking Emmy to now you're a fucking Marvel character like and if you in the listen, course of a year and a half and if you listen to his podcast at all he does not sound like the tough guy MCU character or the character no. is where we all know him from so no. so if, if you haven't put the pieces of the puzzle together Roy fucking Kent is Hercules in the next Thor movie. And he, no bones about it. There's more fucking Thor movies coming with the quickness. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, they've already set it up where Zeus is sending Hercules off to basically avenge him. You know, it's yeah. Thor showed him up and stole his yep. go magic whoop, lightning. Go bolt. whoop Thor's ass. Yep. yep. Go whoop Thor's ass. Um, And it was like, and granted the Marvel's done a, a, a real good job with a lot of the costuming choices they made, even the stuff that they have changed. It was always, you know, you look at like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to change that. Not fucking Hercules, man. It's the goofy ass fucking green leather straps and shit. Like it was awesome. It was crazy. It was awesome. Absolutely crazy. Oh, no, it I was, was so excited. I was, I wish it had gone on just a beat longer. Cause you only get to see him for what? One line. You see him kneeling yeah, I, I on one knee. Did. In front of he goes, oi, or some shit like that. Like he just me. <laughs> it's it's kind of uh, like watching Butcher in you know Hercules outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. And I saw it too. When I came out of the theater. I went, oh my god! I'm like, the guys are gonna fucking flip. They're oh, gonna flip. I, I absolutely adore Roy Kent to the point where yes, there's many pictures too. in the last year of me wearing my Roy fucking Kent T-shirt out and about. There you go. Well, now you can wear it in uh, two years to the next Thor movie. Oh, good Lord. And knowing how Marvel does business, he signed up. So you'll see him in a Thor movie, and he's going to pop up in probably two or three other places before this whole thing's said and done. I, I, I would not be surprised me if he, he pops up in Guardians. It makes sense. That, I mean, especially that character, if you know him at all from the comics, he was always... You read some of the West Coast stuff. You read some of the early Avengers. He was kind of the jokey god. 
He was kind of the lighthearted, oh, yeah. you know, the one-liner yep. kind of guy. It's, you know, you know, he kind of remind he always kind of remind me like to me when I was because I used to read a lot of Thor books. So mm. to me, Hercules always kind of read like the big fat jolly version of the Ghost of Christmas Present from from <laughs> Scrooge. Yeah, that's kind of how I, like he's like raw. He's like big and boastful and like you know he's like you know I, he was, I, I don't know why I just he was the god that was always just a god. He wasn't trying to hide as yeah. in human form as Donald Blake or anything like that. I mean, Hercules was just nope, Hercules. None of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, like, there's books where, like, you know, he's even, like, you know, he's, like, walking out the fucking tank and shooting, like, a gun and stuff. And, I mean, the, the, the way, they can go any which way or direction with this thing. Some of awesome. the Perez renderings of Hercules were unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's going to be yeah, a lot no, of fun. Perez is Yeah. And to play him, uh, so, knowing the cho- the comedic chops that he has, and obviously Hemsworth can yeah. hold his own against any of them. Oh my! It's, it's like, going to be so the much. The two fun. of them together is going to be. Oh my! God, I cannot wait. Like I want it now. And the other two is like you know you know how Taika is Taika. He likes to. Um, he's kind of like Kevin or even Quentin or any of these other guys that likes to take his guys with him from from movie to movie mm-hmm. to the point where hell he tried to he asked Natalie Portman hey I'm going to do the Star Wars movie you want to go do Star Wars and she's <laughs> like I'm Luke Skywalker's mom and he's like oh yeah. fuck, that's right my yeah man. I've kind of already done but, that. Um, you could get possibly have Roy Kent in Star Wars. You never know. That's the next thing Tyke is going to do, isn't it? Yep, he's doing the Star Wars movie next. Um, I think they're they're it's I think they're they're putting it together like soon because their their target I think is next year. I mean, at which point? I think it's it, Christmas in December next year. At which point does it get hard for these other studios to make movies when between Star Wars and Marvel, they have all these guys under contract? Like Ryan Johnson will oh, go out have, to go make the um, second Knives Out Knives movie. Out sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but he's back no, working. They on have the a fucking again. dream team. Yeah, yeah, they have a dream team locked up. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's you so had good. a pretty good idea on 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 the heels of of the Roy Kent um, experience, which was like, like honestly, like the Mister Fantastic thing in, in Doctor Strange, like that was nice. I knew about Patrick Stewart, or whatever, but this was the first like surprise surprise we've had since like Thanos appeared at the end of the Avengers. Yep. So, um. Chris's idea for the top three, um, which we don't actually don't get a lot of these. <laughs> um, Chris' idea? No, no. They usually get shot down quick. No, no. Yeah. Uh, top three surprise castings you'd like to see in the MCU, I guess. Is that how we're going to put it? Yeah. I think that's the perfect way of phrasing it. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know about some, you. Someone you don't know about. I did. I have a couple honorable mentions that. Me too. Um, and. One and one's an honorable mention, just because I'm going to be banging this drum until the day I die. Um, yep. And it's a, it's kind of a one A one B because now I've actually added to who I think, but <laughs> I still think Momoa could play an excellent Craven. But I also now the oh, more yeah. I watch the boys, I think you could put Carl Urban in that. Him as the hunter going oh, after Spider Man would be Dude, unbelievable. Would be Let him grow the hair uh, out. Amazing. Put the pelt on him. That'd be, that'd be better than Momoa. It'd be oh my god, he'd be perfect. Honestly, I mean, we we've already it, used him in uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, but you know, I think he can. He was bald, so it doesn't really count, right? I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, you're right. I, I would definitely do that. I mean, if you if you're gonna put Momoa in the MCU at this point in time, I'd make him be Wendigo from Alpha Flight. Yeah, I think that'd be that kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Too. Give that character some personality. Only if you bring him no, in his puck. 
<laughs> Dinkowitz got all those. He got all those roles for too long, you know. Yeah. Um, other honorable <laughs> mention. I'm actually going in all female top three, so I'm using my two guys as honorable mentions Ooh, here. I'm, um, and that my other one is Keanu playing Mister Sinister. There you go. I don't. I don't very know nice, why. I nice. could see him in that outfit very easily. I'm not sure where they'll drop Mister Sinister into the MCU, but you know, Feige yeah. is not stopping anytime soon. So. <laughs> all right what do you cool. got okay i got i got two honorable mentions and these are only honorable mentions because i think these two are probably going to end up happening mm. uh number one is it's been hot on the rumor mill for a while but i have no problem if they make Taryn edgerton wolverine zero problem whatsoever i could see that um, whenever wolverine does pop up he's going to be one of these after credit cameo things mm-hmm. um and then something we've talked about before is um cavill playing captain britain Oh, it's it's almost too perfect. It's almost honestly. too easy. Yeah, it's almost too perfect. I mean, um, he's he was kind of born for that role. He's yeah, already but he's got the physique. A lot of, you know, throw him in the oh suit. Oh my god, yeah. Seriously, and where a lot of people, a lot of MCU fans aren't as big into the comic books, he could pop up and it'd be a surprise because you wouldn't know who the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's the Witcher. Why is the Witcher in here? You know. Yeah, no. Why is that hunky bathtub guy in my Marvel movie? So <laughs> I think that would work out well. Very cool. Excellent. All right. Cool. Um, All right. My number three, I'm going with a character near and dear to your heart. I want Elizabeth Giles to play Rogue. You know who Lizzie Giles is? Ooh. Yep. Dennis Leary's daughter. That's a good one. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I, I think she has yeah. that spunk that could work. And she obviously has okay. the physique, the image. I mean, you could throw her in the suit easy. And have her pull okay. that off. Okay, um, I'll I'll flip my number two and my number three because my <laughs> I also had Rogue on my list. Okay, um, I'm gonna my number three is gonna be uh, Rogue, but I want Alexandra Daddario to play her. That's a good call. You know how many times I scribbled her name down for different characters because she just fits a lot of those spots. She right? does. You she could does. use her in a couple she's, different I mean, spots. Yeah, she's a good actress. She's in phenomenal shape, which she need to be for these things. And just obviously, I mean, that's not why she's a looker. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Ro- Rogue's a super, super important character to me. I love that character, and I know we're getting her. So I'm fine with either one of those. No, it's definitely going to be coming. Either soon. one of those. Excellent. Yeah. Um, my number two. I don't know if any of you watched uh, Pam and Tommy, but Lily James. Who played Pam in that? Yeah. I think she would make an amazing dazzler. Oh my god, that's good pull. For whatever reason, when I was good watching pull. that show, I could just see her in the disco bodysuit, <laughs> throw the mask on. I'm like, yeah. Which you know, she's essentially <laughs> she's essentially Starlight from the boys, but you know, yeah, or or Boom Boom, yeah, Boom. See, I went. That's something too. My next one. I actually had written down for Boom Boom, but then I came up with a different character for her. So that's a okay. good call. Um, um, my, so I'm real big on like I mean nowadays it's it's inevitable people are gonna play both sides of the field on this whole thing. Mm. There's just too many roles out there. So someone who's already dabbled on the DC side, um, and has just been excellent in everything he's done. Um, I want Alan Richin to play Havoc. Oh, um, you're you're. Your X Factor Havoc. Um, I love 
when I was, you know, we talked before, I love all the X titles growing up in the 90s. The X titles were hot and heavy. That was, Those were my books. Mm-hmm. I love the way they used to draw Havoc in the 90s with the jacket and the big fucking crazy like hair thing and all that stuff. And he just, um, I mean, he needs to be a Marvel character. He was excellent as Hawk. Loved him as Hawk and Titans. And again, he's crushing you know, it while as he's Reacher. still of the age. <laughs> He's so, Reacher's so good. And the other two was like, how do you just not put him in another superhero suit? The guy is a fucking tank. No, he was, I mean, he was born to play that kind of a character. He is a massive, massive man. So yeah, so let's make him Havoc. I like it. Because you know why? Because Colossus, I don't think he can do the Russian accent. So that's why I didn't say Colossus. That's too easy. So let's go off the cup and go Havoc. No, Havoc works well. I like it. All right. This one, um... I did think of this girl for Boom Boom. I thought of this girl for a couple different ones. Um, just more based off the size. and But then the more I was grinding over this, um, I think this might be the perfect spot for her. And more the recent incarnations of the character or the way they've been drawing the character. Um, I want to see Ana Diarmas as Electra. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That is amazing. I can see just some of the way, not so much the Sinkevich, because Sinkevich had a much taller, like lankier Electra. Yes. It's more of your, the newer take on her is more of the petite looker. Uh, I could totally see her. And especially if you go back, you only saw a glimpse of it in the Bond movie, but I think you could totally film around her in action sequences. Doing that more so yeah. than you did Jennifer Garner or, I mean, I like the girl that was in the series. She was fine. I think that, yeah. that version of Electra fit that Charlie Cox daredevil universe, but in the yep. brighter, shinier MCU take on it, I totally think yeah. Anna Diamers could pull that. I was trying to think of something to put her in, but I always like, I see her streets. I just wanted to play Zatanna. <laughs> so yeah, like, no, that's, her in the Marvel stuff. she would be ideal. As Zatanna. No She'd be question. Awesome for Zatanna. She has the built in accent, the whole thing. I mean, she was. You could throw her in the fishnets now and she'd be fine. You were going to get there eventually. I just don't know if it's going to be her. Yeah. Okay. So, my number one. Um, again, I like people that play on two sides of the superhero thing. You already brought up, you know, having. Uh, Carl Urban come over from the boys mm. and play Craven. Um, I want Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander on the boys. I want him as Victor Von Doom for the next phase. I want him as your Doctor Doom. That dude, shout out to him because he should have gotten all of the Emmy nominations. Oh my God. What he what did in this season is, and to watch the range of emotions in the span of 15 seconds. Uh, you don't. You never need him to say a word. He's able to convey everything just through. Oh my goodness! We just got the loudest boom of thunder here. I thought like my house. I was, was wondering. Falling I, down. I thought something fell off the shelf. No, I was waiting to see if like one of the garage doors fell off or something. No, those thunder over the house. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> no, Anthony Star. He has been unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I he he could totally play the big bad and carry himself in a fantastic four movie or however, if you want to go secret yeah. wars, I mean, doom is going to be a huge character I mean, there. Yeah. I just, I just think like, and he, like you said, he did it the season on the boys. So everyone has seen season three of the boys. It's, it's dope. I mean, the show is just amazing, but he can like, you know, the, the one thing that, you know, 
they've done Doom a couple of times in movies. It's been atrocious because the thing with Doom is there's this this very fine line where he is like genius narcissist mm-hmm. to complete world dominating psychopath that still and wants just, to be loved. Like he still wants oh, yeah, acceptance 100%. and he still wants to be well. He still wants Sue. I just think to want him instead of I think, Reed. I just think Anthony Starr would fucking kill it as Doom. And God kill bless it. him. His Twitter game is just on point. It is. Yeah, it is pretty good. Did you see good. his uh, dining pictures from the other night? No, I didn't. It was simply roasted octopus at the restaurant he was at. And I told you Timothy was going to be delicious. <laughs> and it just made me laugh out loud. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It was just on point, just a one-liner. I'm like, mm-hmm. Kind of, if you know, you know. <laughs> no, he's put him, I think he'd be an amazing Doom. I think there's a lot of characters that you could have him play. Fuck, I, yeah. if you didn't have him play Doom, I could totally see him playing the Beyonder. If you're going OG Secret Wars, you oh. know? Just, that could be cool. That's a there's a lot of parallels between and again I want you know kind of disco beyonder the white suit with the shoulder pads and you know Yeah, yep, yep. He's getting all fat eating ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That's uh but there's a lot of those <laughs> this all powerful being that just wants to be accepted and loved and doesn't understand it's it's not far off from what he's doing with Homelander. Yeah, no, it's but not. No. Um yeah, get him and in. And I think it's like I think I I mean the thing is, too, is like, and it's it's probably like low hanging fruit because you know you're watching a superhero show, but I think you're gonna see a lot of these boys actors dabble on in the big two because they're all just so very good at what they do. I mean, that show is just, I mean, the the talent on that show is just out of bounds. Yeah, no, they're crushing it, and cool. Amazon is spending yeah. all the money, plan to keep going as far as they can. So there you go. Um, I think actually if you, um, if you do watch the boys, I think if you go up on uh, YouTube and you look up, uh, Rhode Island comic con 2021, um, mm. there's the panel we did with the boys. I hosted with, uh, with Keith. That was, um, that was a lot of fun. Good people. Excellent. So, okay. So Chris had Elizabeth Giles as rogue. Willie James as dazzler, which was awesome. And Anna de Armas as Electra. I had, um, Alexander Daddario as rogue, uh, Alan Richardson as havoc and Anthony Starr as Victor Von doom. Excellent polls. Cool. Awesome. So this is probably going to be the last one we have for a couple weeks. Chris is going on vacation, then I'm going on vacation, Sean's on vacation. It's the dog days of summer, so to speak. Yeah, we're going to hit a little low here. So probably looking at, what, very end of July, first week of August kind of thing? Yeah, um, yeah, probably, because then... uh, Because then then even that, like I come back from Florida the end of July... I uh, got a couple of days at work and then we're all going somewhere that I don't think we can talk about yet. Yeah. I think we'll be able to record something there. I, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. We're all going to be together. We can probably bang out a couple there and yeah. get back on it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see yeah, if we can we'll squeeze a, couple, a home uh, show we'll in a couple, before. Yeah. We'll have a couple uh traveling ones with a special guest and then we might even be able to come up with maybe, um, new intro voice or something. We'll, we, we'll work on some stuff. Yeah. No, we'll be, we'll come back with we a vengeance. We've got people now, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we'll drag Sean off the couch. He'll maybe actually go see yeah, a movie exactly. or something and we can talk about that too. 
There you go. And then, you know, if in the meantime, if anyone, you know, starts to miss my 40 year old prepubescent voice, uh, go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. Um, I'll have some more action figure videos coming. Um, I'm going to have some Disney stuff coming out because we're going to try some of the I'll be down there for the first couple days of the food and wine festival. So I'll have some food and wine videos up on the Disney um, part of the YouTube channel. And then um, I'll have some stuff with uh, our buddy Gris. Um, it's coming out from Canada. We're going to go do some stuff and we're going to go hit a store out on the West coast and possibly a, um, of another place on the West coast with giant talking cartoon mice. So there'll be some stuff on YouTube. If, if you need, if you need your fix, which no one needs their fix, but nonetheless, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if you know, very there. cool, but yeah. So, um, everyone again, thanks for listening and um, have a good night. Later kids.